0: Hey friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of You Heal With Help. I will continue to read one more story this week to you guys out of my book, This Is My Story by Andrea Martin. Again, there are probably a lot of books with that title on Amazon. So look for the cover with the lit up butterflies. Sorry about not being on last week. You know, things get crazy and have a lot on my plate and it just ended up being that I ran out of time so I apologize about that but I am back here and we are going to read the woman at the well. I call her the lost woman. Do you believe in love at first sight? I did. I say did because it is no longer a faith that I have. My first husband inspired that faith. He was rugged and handsome and strong The sun was even magically shining on him the first time I laid my eyes on him. The first words he spoke to me were like honey to my soul. Things moved quickly between us and we were married within months. It was all like a dream until it wasn't. I'm not even sure what I did wrong or when things took a turn for the worst. One day, he started coming home late and leaving for work early. He acted as if he didn't want to be around me. We began to fight more and more. I complained he wasn't spending enough time with me and he complained that all I ever did was fuss at him. We were different than before. One day I asked him, what happened to the love we shared when we first met? His response devastated me. It belongs to someone else. He wouldn't even look at me. This was the day I stopped believing in love at first sight, or even love at all. After he left me, I was considered a disgrace by the community. Even though he was the one that cheated, giving me full rights to a divorce, people still blamed me. Like if I had somehow loved him better, he never would have cheated. People kill me. They don't know the things I would do to try to repair our love honestly it's none of their business anyway. I don't need friends. I don't need approval from these judgmental hypocrites. I don't care what people think about me. That would have all been great if it were true. A part of me longed for friendship and acceptance. That's when husband number two happened. He came in a small package which included most of what I was longing for. He wasn't wealthy or handsome. He was just plain and humble. He was kind to me and he made me laugh. People looked down on us. Why? Something about how I would cause him to commit adultery if he married me. We would also be condemned if we were making love without being married. So we married. Things were fine. I wouldn't say our love was as passionate as my first husband but he made enough money to take care of me. I didn't have fine things, but I had a companion. One day I was walking through the market and something caught my eye. It was like a flash of light. I turned to see what it was and the most beautiful necklace caught my eye. We could never afford something like that, but I can look, right? As I was looking, a voice came from behind my ear that sent chills down my spine. It is still not as lovely as you. I turned to see the most beautiful face I had ever seen on a man. I stood there and couldn't say a word. I was lost in his golden brown eyes. He smiled, asked the merchant for the necklace and gifted it to me. I refused several times, but he insisted. A woman like you deserves to have all of the fine things that her heart desires. Then he left, just like that. What kind of money does he make that he can just buy a stranger a necklace without even asking for anything in return? Let me just take the time to say this. Something that glitters isn't always gold. What I didn't realize is that man would later expect something in return from me. I hid the necklace from my husband. I felt bad about it, but he was such a good man and he would be furious about this gift. He would also feel bad that he could not offer me these things. A few days later, I was walking through the market with my necklace on when a hand grabbed my arm and pulled me into a hidden place nearby. It was him. He started to kiss my neck. For a moment, I allowed it. Why? I don't know. Maybe because it felt good. I haven't felt things awaken like that in me in a long time. I pulled away. I can't. I'm married. He pulled me close and whispered in my ear softly. I don't care. I want you for myself. I gave in. I know I shouldn't have. I have had regret for that moment every day since then. An hour's worth of passionate fulfillment of my fleshly desire would not even compare to the lifetime of shame that I would feel. Being ashamed of myself was bad enough, but the shame I would feel from the way others would treat me was even worse. I went home that night and cried myself to sleep. After a few days, I confessed everything to my husband. He didn't deserve what I did, and the guilt overcame me. He sobbed. Although my love for him was basic, his love for me was great. He was devastated, so he left. There I was, left with no prospects, no husband, and a terrible reputation. So I did something crazy. I married him the one who caused this mess. As soon as he heard my husband left, he sought me out and put a ring on it. Suddenly, things didn't seem so bad. I was married to a wealthy and handsome man. We had fun. We made the most passionate love. Everything was amazing. He was crazy about me. And a little jealous. But that didn't bother me. I love that he adored me so much that he didn't want anyone else near me. I think it's because of how we met. Maybe he thinks I'll cheat on him. I could never. He was one of the best things that had ever happened to me. I felt so alive and loved. I had fine clothes and jewelry. I had everything I could ever want. One day, I was out for my daily stroll when I heard some noise coming from a nearby cleft in the mountain. I knew this spot well. It was one place my husband and I would make love. It had the most beautiful stream that came down the rocks and the view was, (gasps) I screamed at what I saw. My husband and another woman. I ran off crying. I mean, I know the way we met was shady, but I just couldn't believe that he would do something like that to me. That was husband number three. Number four was abusive. Number five dumped me when he was done getting what he wanted. And now I'm living with a man that I don't intend to marry. Why would I? Look at how many men offered me marriage, love, protection, and wealth, only to use me and abuse me. I should have never left husband number two. He was the only one who loved me well that is the story of my life regret i regret all of it i should have could have would have i was so wrapped up in all of the things i had done wrong i could not even think about my future much less marry again out of all the men i have had not one of them really knew me they all knew my body and my quirks but none of them knew who I was. It was never about that for them. None of them asked about my childhood or what made my wheels turn. They all had one goal in mind. They wanted me to be interested in their innermost secrets, but they were never interested in mine. That's why I never expected him. I was walking to Jacob's well to draw some water. I refused to go in the morning because I couldn't stand pretending not to hear the whispers from all of the other women. I decided to go alone, at the hottest part of the day. I was used to being a loner now. No one wanted anything to do with me. I was known as the community whore. If only they knew about everything that I have been through. Yes, I cheated on my second husband. I own that. The other four were just terrible husbands. And nobody blames them or calls them names if they only knew that i was broken long before i married the first they don't know that men have taken advantage of me my entire life even when i was a little girl as i got closer to the well i saw a man sitting there it wasn't proper for me to be near him or speak to him great another reason for people to whisper i approached anyway I didn't have time to worry about what people would say. I needed to get this water and go. I went up to the well and tried my best to ignore him. On top of being a man, he was a Jew and I am a Samaritan. Samaritans and Jews do not associate with each other. We have very different religious and social views. As I was struggling with my jar full of water, the man spoke to me. It caught me off guard that he, a Jew, would talk to me. Can I have a drink of that water? Here we go again. Another man that wants me for something he needs. Why are you even talking to me? Don't you know what I am? He smiled. I think the right word is who. I'm not interested in what you are. I'm interested in who you are. I was shocked at his response. He spoke again. If you knew who I am, you would be asking me for a drink of the living water that I carry. I wondered if this living water was code for something else. Are you suggesting that your water is better than my ancestors? I asked and he smiled again. There was something very calming about his presence. His voice sounded like chains breaking and sent chills through my body. Not like before, when a man's voice would excite me. No, these chills felt like a holy fear. I started to think, I am thirsty, but I don't care for water much. Maybe his water would change my mind. It was as if he was reading my thoughts because he spoke up and said, The water I give will make you never thirst again. At this point, I'm confused. I can't tell if he is hitting on me or if he's some mysterious life-giving carrier of water. I will take some of this water, but I can't help but notice that you don't have a pot to get or give water with. He stood and walked a little closer. Go and get your husband and I will give you both this water. My heart jumped. Is he asking about my husband because he is interested in me? Or maybe he knows who I am and wishes to exploit my wrongdoings like everyone else. I decide to tell the truth so that I can see what his motives are. I'm not married. His brow lifted slightly as if he was intrigued. You are right to say you are not married, for you have had five husbands and living with a man that you are not married to now. I dropped my jar of water. I see you're a prophet. Answer me this. My people say we are to worship on this mountain. Your people say that we are wrong. What is the truth? Neither, he said. A time is coming where you will worship where you will worship will no longer matter. A true worshipper of God does so from the heart. For you, that time is now. I trembled again at his words and asked, What do you want from me? He grabbed my hand and looked into my eyes. It's hard to explain what I felt at that moment. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I saw every husband, almost as if my life was rewinding. That's when I froze. That childhood trauma that I have hidden from everyone was replaying right before my eyes. Just as the horrible act was about to happen, I saw this man flood my vision almost as if to change my experience. I was no longer viewing the movie of my life. All I could see was Jesus. That was his name. He let go of my hand and the vision stopped. That's how it happened. With one touch, I was healed and changed forever. Jesus knew everything about my life and he came in with a flood of light and healed even my darkest moments. You are the Messiah, I squealed. He smiled and said, yes, I am. I ran off before he could say anything more. I'm gonna tell everyone I know. I ran into Samaria and every person I ran into, I told them. He knew everything about me. He is the Messiah. You know what? They listened. The same people who used to shun me when they saw me were intrigued by my words They went to find Jesus, and their lives were changed too. I just love that story, because it just really paints a picture of the grace of who Jesus is and what he does. He comes in. He embraces us no matter where we're at in our life. He sets us free. He changes our experience. And then he sets us forth to share that joy and excitement with other people. You know, I just released a video on our Facebook page, You Heal With Help. And some of the things the Lord had me speak about were a little difficult because it talks about sin. And gosh, we live in such a climate where talking about sin is just so frowned upon. But when we look at what Jesus does with sinful people, like the woman at the well, like the woman who was caught in adultery, like Eve he takes the mistakes that were made and he uses them for our good all we have to do is embrace him one of the things that this woman in particular said was you are the messiah she confessed that jesus was lord and that's all she needed to do in order to receive salvation and so i just want to encourage you today even if god is highlighting something as sin to you know that he's doing it with love know that he's doing it because he's wanting to give you the gift of life in the the afterlife but also now he wants you to live an abundant life full of excitement and joy he wants you to be free from shame and condemnation this woman after she encountered jesus was able to run off and talk to people she was trying to hide from She was able to go and share with others how Jesus knew everything about her, even her past, and still embraced her and loved on her, even though she was a Samaritan, someone the Jews did not associate with. He embraced her. He loved her. He set her free. She confessed that he was her Lord and was saved, and she was able to share her joy and her excitement and her freedom with others, so much so that they came searching for their own freedom. The same thing happened in my life. I was bound by guilt and shame and by past relationships and sin, but I encountered Christ. And when I did, my life changed forever. So if you've never received Christ in your heart, I just want to invite you to do that at this moment. Really what you need to do is just say, Lord, forgive me for the sins I've committed. And if there are any that come to mind, confess them. The sin of sexual immorality, the sin of lying, cheating, stealing, whatever it is, whatever God highlights to you in this moment, confess that it's sin and say, Lord, forgive me for that. And then just say, I confess That you, Jesus, are Lord over my life. You are my Messiah. And that's it. You've received salvation. And I would just recommend that you would get plugged in to somewhere, a community of believers in Christ that can help mentor you and lead you and guide you in truth and help you stay in freedom and show you what the Bible says about abundant life and how you can live abundant life. Thank you all for today and for being patient with me and listening to the story. Again, you can find This is My Story by Andrea Martin on Amazon in the paperback and Kindle and on Barnes and Noble in the hard, hardcover. Next week, I'm not sure exactly what we'll talk about. Um, The Lord might lead me to read another story, or we might start diving in on what it looks like to be healed and how you can embrace your healing. But I just want to encourage you today that you heal with help. Healing comes from community. It comes from coming together together and talking about things, and embracing each other's past, and how can we move past it, and how can we heal from it. And it all points to Jesus Christ. So join me next week, Monday at 7pm. Bye!